0: Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill
1: Bannum. In this CPSA podcast, we'll consider how to put the science into your sales strategy. Our guest is David Hoffeld, CEO and Chief Sales Trainer at the Hoffeld Group. David has pioneered a revolutionary sales approach based on neuroscience, social psychology, and behavioral economics that radically increases sales. He is the author of the groundbreaking book, The Science of Selling, published by Penguin Random House.
0: For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more.
1: David, welcome to the show. Neil, it's great to be with you today. So beyond my short intro there, David, please can you explain a little bit about the how and the why you've put the science into selling?
0: Um, I've been in sales for quite a long period of time, and boy, I was looking many years ago as a sales professional, I wanted to improve, I wanted to, you know, outsell my competitors, and I wanted to become better at developing new business prospecting, and so I was searching for some sales training, and when I looked at the different sales training providers, I found that most of them were based on anecdotal evidence, meaning they said, do what we suggest because it worked for us and for ABC Company. And as I looked at different providers, they all said the same thing about why their approach was better than other options. And I wasn't really seeing any hard evidence. Before I got into sales, I had a master's degree and I knew how to research. And I'm like, boy, there there must be a, a reason why top sales people are top sales people. And so I started looking into um one scientific journal. Uh, And just to see if I could improve how I delivered a sales presentation. And I found some really interesting insights that were backed by hard scientific evidence. I mean, uh, a couple decades of research and I applied it and I got a result. And I'm like, wow, if there's one journal that's relevant, maybe there's could be more. And so I developed, Bill, a really odd hobby. I became obsessed with reading academic journals in uh, disciplines like social psychology, cognitive psychology, social neuroscience, behavioral economics that described how and why we make buying decisions. And I would take that and apply it to selling. And it had such an impact on my sales. And then also uh, the sales team that I was working with a short time later as a VP of sales. I mean, just sales went up by over 400 percent in one year. I mean, it was just amazing. And I saw that this science gave us such insight into how our brains form choices and why we trust one salesperson and not another and why we perceive high levels of value when one person delivers a presentation, but not when another person delivers basically the same presentation, selling the same product or service. And so as I began to apply this, I just saw, boy, the closer we can align how we sell with how our brains form buying decisions, the more effective we'll be. And this science gives us an unfair advantage because it pulls back the veil and allows us to see exactly how our brains form choices. And it has been life-changing for me and, quite honestly, for the many uh, individuals I've worked
1: with and companies I've worked with as well. Okay, thank you very much. Now, I'd I'd love it if you could take two or three minutes to give us a good – overview of, of what that science is and the science of how buyers brains form those buying decisions and and uh why they like certain sales folk and they don't like others or they like a particular sales approach and they don't like others and 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 are they really that susceptible to uh, to last minute offers or uh, uh things near the aisle when you're about to buy why, why do these things happen please give give us an overview
0: yeah, what a great question, because that's what matters, right? Uh, what matters is when we look at how we should sell, it's the wrong starting question. It's how do people buy? We want to mirror that process and help guide them through the buying process. Now, there's a there, that's a, a complex question, and there's a complex answer, but let me give you kind of a high level with some of the most revealing research that we uncovered and built upon that's based on about 40 years of research um, found regarding how our brains make buying decisions. And what the data shows is really impactful. And that is this, for our brains or your potential customers' brains to make a buying decision, the research shows they must commit to certain things. In other words, small commitments are the building blocks of the sale. And if your clients won't commit to certain things, They will never say yes at the end of the sale. They will never buy. So all this research shows commitments are the building blocks of the sale. What commitments, though? And what we did is through about six and a half years of research, built on about 40 years of existing research, applying it to sales. And we found that there are six specific commitments that are literally what matter in selling. Meaning when you have an effective sales process, why is it effective? It's guiding people in making these six commitments because if they make the six commitments, they almost always buy. And if they won't make even one of them, the data shows the buying process breaks down and the sale never occurs. So real quickly, what are these six commitments? I'm going to go through them real fast, rapid fire. But there's some more resources I'll share later on for our listeners who want to dive deeper into each of these. The first is why change why should i do anything why change this is our biggest competitor right as salespeople we've all lost more sales to nothing than to someone so why change second why now okay why do i need to do it now why can't i wait all of us including our potential customers are very likely to procrastinate unless there's a strong case for change now that's not all though number three Why your industry solution? Why do I need you at all? Why can't I just create my own product or service that does what yours does? Maybe not be as good, but it's save a lot of hassle and save some money. So why do I even need your industry solution? Why number four, we call it, why you and your company? right? Why should I trust you? Why should I buy from your organization? Why number five? Why your product or service, right? Why that versus all the other product or service options? And last but not least, why spend the money? For most of your potential customers, they have a limited budget. And if they buy from you, that often means they're not going to buy from something or someone else in a whole unrelated area. For example, let's say you're selling software, and you have a client who says, you know, um, I would love to buy your software, but I only have a small budget. And I also need to fix some of the machinery in my factory. I can either buy your software or the machinery. So now you have to create a business case for why they should invest in your software. And so those six questions I just shared, each beginning with the word why, we call them the six whys, are literally the building blocks of the sale. And what we found across many companies, many industries. If you are not attending to each of those six questions, when you sell, you are losing sales that should be yours. And if you are attending to them, if you're guiding people and committing to them through the sales process, you're helping them form a buying decision and your sales process and you will be highly successful.
1: Okay, just a supplementary question there then, David. Uh, do, do you prescribe to the idea that uh, a sales representative would need to address all six of those questions or can there be cases where you're you're going through uh, a potential potential buying conversation where some of those are answered or is it a case perhaps that uh, one of them maybe the question about price uh, is by far the most important
0: Yeah. So all six of them matter. Now, depending on the sales environment, oftentimes people might come in with one or two of them already answered. They might say, listen, I've already done my research. I know I need to make a change. Other times when you're contacting someone in prospecting, they might not know they need to make a change. So you need to build that business case. So it really depends on the situation. But what we teach salespeople to do is how do we analyze the sale, right? When we lose a sale, why? And so we can do a win-loss analysis through the grid of these six Y's. So it's looking at the sale and saying, well, what creates the sale, right? That's what matters. And what all the research conclusively shows is these six commitments matter. So I want to attend to them. And sometimes I can get them very easily in some context. Other times there's one or two that might be more of a challenge. But I know that if one of those commitments is not made, The buying decision will not occur and the sale breaks down and the implications of that are profound and very, very meaningful. But I'm encouraging our listeners to think about those six questions and what you want to do is say this, where am I weakest? Which of those six whys am I not strong in addressing in? Because that is what's costing your sales. And when you know that, now you can be proactive and try to improve in that area and that will instantly. Improve your sales results. We have had individuals and companies go through that simple exercise and very quickly make vast improvements. Why? Because now they know where to look. Now they have a grid or a way of looking at the sale that's accurate and really helps them
1: improve quick. Okay. So let's, uh, let's kind of talk about one of the more intangibles there. I perhaps you're going to say it's not an intangible at all. It's t- terribly measurable. Um, but in, in, in a few lines, kind of paragraphs, uh, w- w- how would you help shed light on the idea of that a, a more scientific understanding of the harmony between the buyer and the seller increases the chances of making the sale?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of interesting research on this, and we have uh, in training companies over the last decade seen some amazing improvements. The, the long and short of it is this, real quickly, is All of your buyers are going through a certain process when they're making a buying decision. And because of science, we now know that, what that what those mental steps are. And the closer your way of selling is aligned with them, you're actually helping people make a buying decision. There was some interesting research that was published in the Harvard Business Review a couple of years ago that showed that when they looked at real salespeople on real sales calls, 63% of the behaviors the salespeople engaged in drove down the likelihood of the sale. Only 37% were consistently effective. And so oftentimes as sellers, we unknowingly get in the way of the sale. Why? Listen, if we don't understand how a brain forms a buying decision, how do you know if you're going to violate it? How do you know if you're selling in with it, right? So I'm not saying anyone needs to become an amateur psychologist, but I'm saying to ignore this science now is dangerous. Why? Because it gives you an unfair advantage in a hyper-competitive marketplace that we're in right now. And when you can align how you sell, you guide your potential customers through the buying process into a confident buying decision that they feel good about. In other words, you serve not by only through what you sell, but you also serve through
1: how you sell. Okay, thank you very much. Now, uh, let's take a little bit of uh, time and and talk to some specific groups of, of our listeners. Uh, let's start with uh, frontline sales then. How can leaders use your, your insights to equip their salespeople with the specific knowledge and skills needed to thrive in today's challenging sales climate?
0: Right. So what we've done is we've made this this um, science back way of selling, very approachable and very easy to execute. And so once you learn some of the principles, like some of those commitments we just talked about, it gives you tremendous insight into the sale. Just for example, in a couple of reasons, one, I already mentioned with that win-loss analysis, you can improve your sales quickly. You can get better every single day. So every lost sale is a learning opportunity that helps you improve. Second, It really helps you see where you're weakest in your sales process. How can I improve in those areas as well? How can I address each of those commitments in my sales process so that that's what the goal of any good sales process will be? And you can apply this science in very practical ways from how you develop new business, how you leave voicemails, how you send out emails, how you share proposals. There's little things you can do that make a profound impact. And sometimes little things can be game-changing. I mean, we have had salespeople who have just learned a little bit of this science and have improved their sales, I mean, in a matter of a day, by 20, 30, 40, 50%, sometimes even more, because what they're doing is they're aligning how they sell in a very buyer-centric way. They're focusing on their customer and taking this science, and that's already at play, right? So this science is just revealing reality. That's all science does. So it's not like we cannot use it. Every time we enter a selling situation, we are diving into the deep end of the pool when it comes to we're trying to influence another person. Science tells us how to do it. It gives us a new framework for looking at and relating to our customers that is accurate, predictable, and reproducible. It's a game changer.
1: We are already coming towards the end of this interview, David. Uh, before, we, uh, before we close off, just the last couple of questions for you. Um, talking specifically to sales managers, can, can you briefly outline some of your approaches to help salespeople achieve quota, um, such as uh, leading sales teams and structuring sales teams?
0: Yeah, there's so much uh, that science has revealed regarding how to hire salespeople, how to coach them. Boy, is there some powerful things. Even in practical areas like how do you give feedback in a coaching session so people accept it and will embrace what you're saying? So, there's so many. There's a numerous studies that reveal exactly what to say. Uh, it's so impactful. How do you structure sales teams? Lead sales meetings? How do you deal with motivation? How do you set up compensation plans that drive performance? Um, there's such a wealth of insights in this area that when sales managers learn it, it just makes them that much more effective. And it cuts down that trial and error that many of us have had to go through. And it lets us be effective
1: immediately and go to a whole other level by leveraging that science. Okay. And just finally for today, David, to how can our listeners learn more about you and the work done at the Hoffeld Group?
0: They can go to Hoffeldgroup.com. Hoffeld, H-O-F-F-E-L-D, group.com. On our website, we have a lot of re- a resource center. Uh, at no cost you can look at articles blogs white papers videos podcasts all kind of information where you can learn about it and also check out my book the science of selling uh, available anywhere fine books are sold
1: great well that just leaves me to say for today for this sales pro chat episode david hoffeld thank you very much for being a guest
0: oh my pleasure thank you bill Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat podcast brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association.